1: Hello good. welcome back to the Road of Overtime Podcast, crossed over with the Road of baseball Podcast. This is the fourth show, the final show of the draft that myself, Zachary Kruger and Sean Siegel did in the FFPC, never too early, best ball tournament. $125 to enter that one, $25,000 top prize. We hope this team is going to have a shot to qualify through our league. The top two spots advance and then of course you're into the weekly scenario to see who makes it to that last team final. There's 12 teams in that run last year. Myself and Sean were fortunate enough to make it to those final 12. We did finish second overall in that tournament, $25,000 in prize money there. But we did come second to another Roto visitor and that was Connor O'Driscoll. He took home the top prize of $100,000 with his roster, so $125,000 of prize money across the his team. So a big win for Team Rotoviz, and uh, we're hoping to improve on that again this year. That starts off with this tournament. We will be using the same kind of strategies, tips, and advice that we used to uh, come first and second in that on this draft series. And throughout the offseason, we stick to those principles. You'll hear us do more drafts. If you are new to the Rotoviz Best Ball podcast feed, it is a brand new podcast feed, so you probably are still relatively new. But if you're listening to this maybe a month or two after it posts, hit that subscribe button. It is a very new podcast feed. We're crossing over. We're trying to build it up. We're going to have a lot of best ball content coming your way, including this draft. But last year, myself and Zach did a baseball ball series. It actually ran into 20 episodes. I don't know if you can call it a 20 episode series, a series, but at the start, it was meant to be six to eight episodes. It became so popular that we ran it and ran it and ran it. And it was a lot of fun to record those with Zach. So we are posting those episodes on a weekly basis, along with new content that will be coming your way. With myself and zach but we'll also be posting some bonus content like this show with myself and zach and sean but we'll also be checking out some of the drafts maybe from the stealing bananas team or the their flagship podcast team and dave and curtis as well they will go up on the feed so do hit that subscribe button you'll get all of those shows once they become available on the road of his best ball podcast feed We have a 20-round draft in the books in this tournament. If you're listening through, you'll already know those picks. We did have the 102 pick. We're going to go back and recap it and see what we may have done differently if we had the opportunity to do it again with hindsight as to how the draft played out. One of the things I love uh, drafting along with Sean and now with Zach and with most of the road of his team, we're going to look usually before the draft starts and kind of work from back to front, reverse engineer that draft and see what the values are going to be in those backgrounds and then build our team's Off those at the front end and those last you know six seven rounds are so vital to how your team will finish at the end of the season some people focus very much on the opening five six rounds and you know when you post a draft board on twitter they're going to look and they're going to say those people in the first five or six rounds are great or they're no good or you have no running backs or you've i know look i'll say sometimes you might have too many running backs in those first five picks but it all it all comes down to how the roster is constructed at the end and how much uh, the team is balanced when you get to the end so this team was incredibly fun to draft if you have listened through the first three parts uh, you'll know kind of how it played out but if you haven't I would recommend heading back and listening to those as well but we did end up going with three quarterbacks in our build but two of those are rookies a little bit risky I would say uh, but there is a lot of upside that could come our way I think they'll be overlooked based on how the rookies did last year and you know we might uh, see them come in and have uh, some success here in the, the early days. We did pick quite a few rookies as well at the wide receiver and running back position, and that's going to give us a chance to see how they are impacted based on draft position and combine. Usually we'll see those players jump uh, a little bit after we know their landing spot, and Zach made the case during this that uh, Brees Hall may, you know, get the uh, Najee Harris treatment and jump around or two, so could be uh, a big value there for us. Given a plug at the start again, just to make sure that uh, we do Hit on that subscribe button, sign up, get those shows once they come out on the Road of His Best Ball podcast feed. Maybe you're listening to this on the Road of His Overtime podcast feed or the main feed. Click that subscribe button, please. It does take one or two seconds, but it means a lot to us as we build up that subscriber count, build up those download numbers on the Best Ball feed. It is a brand new podcast feed, just launched in February, late February of 2022. So let's keep that growing. As the content comes out, as best ball continues to grow, we want to be at the forefront of that best ball content to help support you and win those leagues and for you supporting us. We also have a 10% discount to a road of his NFL pass. You can get that by adding the code RVRADIO2022 at checkout. That'll save you a 10% off a road of his NFL pass. And you know, if you're entering these best ball tournaments that their uh, NFL pass will repay itself at the end of the season um you know you get access to all of the content and tools and help you set those teams up for success so head on over add that subscription to your cart and that there will allow you that 10 percent discount to a Rotoviz nfl pass we're going to jump into the recap now we'll see how we think it went what would we change is there anything we would swap out it's always fun to look back at the draft after you're finished and check you know the 1v1s or the 2v2s where you might have changed Know, one running back and one tight end for a different running back and different tight end in those different rounds and how that would affect your roster positively or negatively do we think that we had negative decisions do we think we had positive decisions did we think it was a fun draft I think the most important part when you're having this is obviously you want to win the tournament but the most important part is uh, drafting with your friends I mentioned I drafted this one at 2 a.m that shows you uh, how much I enjoy drafting to, to get up at 2 a.m and to, to head on and start drafting with these guys and then <laughs> record it and turn it into a podcast uh, for listening pleasure so hopefully it has been pleasurable to listen to and uh, without any any more talking let's jump into the the recap i think as well you know with it being a 20 round format you do start to see and we will continue to see guys not get drafted um and, and you know there's some some very interesting players that didn't get drafted so i think uh you know, when we get into those deeper drafts as well, there's going to be still some values to, to be had over those next couple of rounds. Draft is now complete. We finished up with Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Travis Etienne, Bryce Hall, Treylon Burks, Kadarius Toney. Went at quarterback then to Jalen Hurts. We have Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Herb Smith, Kyrie Williams, Michael Gallup, Ronald Jones, Gerald Everett, Dante Foreman, Kenyon Drake, Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, and then Albert Okuabunum. Went with the full name there, took a risk. I think I got it. Um, but uh the uh, I, I think overall that looking back at my early thoughts is you know, quarterback is a risk. There's there's no way around it, but we've baked in you know upside at a lot of other spots and the upside of quarterback to to jump those rounds in ADP and then to, to put those points on the board during the season is there. I would rather at this point of the season take those, you know, risks and, and, and take those shots and, and see how it plays out. Tied in Sean. You you mentioned you know our original strategy to get one of those elite guys and then maybe pair them with a fant. Like ideally, the way this would have played out is we get maybe George Kittle in the third, we take Fant in the ninth, we skip Herb Smith maybe, or we skip Gerald Everett later on. um But I think overall the the build has still worked out there for us. There was a, um, a couple of players that we missed out on early on. Uh, one of those being TJ Hawkinson, but we did end up with Etienne in that situation. Uh, and the other one being Ayuk, but we ended up with trade-on Burke. So, you know, sometimes you finish a draft and you're very disappointed the players you missed out, you know, the 2v2s or the 1v1s as to how the, the roster would have played out. But I think overall I'm I'm quite happy with this. Um, You know, if we if we take uh, Hawkinson over Etienne, maybe we get ETN over Bryce Hall then in the, the the fifth round, but, you know, that mightn't have happened for us as well. And then we, we're into the situation in the eighth and ninth when we've taken Hertz and Fant where we're probably pushing to get you know James Connor in that range so um I think overall it's it's played out pretty well what's your early thoughts Sean on on how the the roster is constructed here
2: yeah it kind of cuts both ways because the players that we got I think almost exclusively those guys are going to be more expensive later on and in many cases they're going to be more expensive even in drafts you know that happened within the course of this next week and so from that perspective I think we have to be happy I think we also have to like what we did to balance some of the things that don't look that good structurally and then I like how we end up with the quarterbacks that we've got we have tight ends with some upside one of the things that always surprises me a little bit is you have some of these teams that don't go after the tight ends early enough and then they don't go after tight ends once they do that really have the potential to outperform now Saying that you can always be wrong. And you know, a uh, CJ Ozuma maybe does have some type of a breakout opportunity or an Adam Troutman. But with guys like Fant or Smith, it's very easy to see what they could do. We've watched Everett flash at different times and you know, think about the offenses that he could be in. And then, you know, again, Albert O. Probably one of the—I th- mean, I re- really believe one of the three or four most talented tight ends in the entire NFL. So even though there are some obvious volume issues there, there are a lot of scenarios in which it it works out. And you know, again, in some ways, maybe we're banking too heavily on some trades to work that out to where those guys aren't competing with each other. But if we would have one of the other of them move, then I think suddenly you know, both guys really jump in terms of the cost. So I like that and it's a fun team too, which again, we're doing this early. We're trying to work through some things and see how we think these drafts are going to go. We're drafting with three people. And so you have to make sure you have some compromise selections. If you can make compromise selections that are still fun, then I think you've accomplished what you set out to do. So we did a draft, you know, middle of the night in Ireland and it came through and that's all we could really hope for.
1: getting those rookies in there particularly at this point when we've talked often about the value of uh, the rookies jumping post nfl draft we'll see some of these guys at the combine their values will jump over the next week even and then the the draft stock that goes into those in the draft capital will will change that so i think no matter i always say drafting in terms of the season part of it, especially in basketball, of course, it is basically the whole season. In basketball, it is the most fun part. Dynasty, the trading aspect, in the off is probably my most enjoyable part. But yeah, getting to draft and to, to draft along with you two guys is is fun. And then for the team to be a a fun team that that looks like um could be could be interesting as the season goes on is, is awesome. So Zach, what's uh, what's your feelings on it?
3: Yeah, I mean the, the the first thing that I just keep on coming back to is again, just you know, having fun with this draft right now and, and realizing that some of these picks that you're going to make right now are hopefully going to be values later on down the line and and really work out well for you. I know I mentioned earlier the idea of a running back's ADP jumping, and I I referenced uh, Najee Harris, what we just saw him do, over the course of the full draft season in 2021. I really think that Brees Hall is going to be a player who could do something like that. So I'm really excited to see how that pick plays out. I think all we quite literally need is a landing spot, and we could be looking at Brees Hall as perhaps um, you know, a top 36 player off the board, we got him at player number 59. So little things like that I think are kind of fun to track. I really like overall just the the young wide receiver group we have. I think Traylon Burks is another fun player. I think it's exciting the way we kind of tried to uh, hedge our quarterback situation after going with Hurts with with closing it out with those two rookie quarterbacks where we're just going to try to envision some of them starting. I think overall the the build itself and the roster construction I think is, is, is fine. I think it looks pretty good. Um, the one question I did have for Sean, I didn't really quite get to slip it in, so I'll go ahead and just do it now. But we, the FFPC moved uh, the slim format from 18-round draft to 20-round draft. We have two more picks here. Where do you think, and maybe there's not even a, a concrete answer to this, but this is still, I think, worth asking my opinion. Where do you think that we can kind of treat those two extra picks in slim formats coming up this year? Uh, maybe in particular with some of the onesie positions like quarterbacks or tight ends where maybe we wouldn't traditionally take four quarterbacks or four tight ends. Is that going to be more on the table in 2021 um, or in 2022, given the two extra draft slots that we've been afforded? Um, How could that alter constructions in the way we kind of choose to approach things? Because I think tight end and missing out on some of the good tight ends early is one of those spots where if you really want to go with the four tight end build there, you can maybe feel a little bit more comfortable doing that, given the extra spots that we've been afforded now.
2: Yeah, potentially. I think that going with the three quarterbacks is going to be a little bit more palatable, where I did think that was one of the big advantages that Colin and I had last year with our team is that it just had those two and they both contribute which is what they need to do but the QB window shows very clearly how that works out i think that early you can do some crazier things i think that once we know where all the players are you're going to have the values become clearer and then you know you have some of these late picks you need to use them better so it's clearly not ideal for us to have used seven picks across QB and tight end that's not good right We ended up doing it for some specific reasons. And we had a guy at the very end in Albert O that we think can be an absolute special. If you're going to take a lot of tight ends, if you're going to take tight ends late, please believe in them, right? I don't think you should ever let yourself get into a situation where you're taking tight ends late and you're just taking whoever's there. I mean, you've got to see a scenario where these guys can really get the job done. I don't think it's necessarily going to change it that much because one of the things that we talk about a lot is that when people wait, QB and tight end thinking that just having multiple players gets it done for you. It doesn't, right? I mean, you need to have those guys at specific spots and then stop taking them. And so I don't know that adding two more picks at the very end, where again, we know that the likelihood of those players actually hitting is pretty low. I mean, really, ideally you would have your deep zero running back candidates and hitting those guys in the last picks.
1: So that is going to do it. That is the full four-parter of myself, Zachary Kruger, and Sean Siegel drafting in the FFPC Never Too Early Baseball Tournament. As I mentioned on a few of these shows, if you are interested in drafting in it, it is $125 to enter. But it also has a top prize of $25,000. So quite a good return on investment if you do finish in the top prize. Of course, only one team can finish top. And as myself and Sean know, we finished in second place in the overall tournament last year with $100,000 as the top prize. We did take to home $25,000 in that one. But uh, yeah, Sean likes to joke sometimes, uh, you know, the the old Ricky Bobby quote from Talladega Nights, if you're not first, you're last, and uh, second place is the forced loser. So I guess we were the forced loser last year, but being the forced loser always is a little bit easier when the the compensation is $25,000. So this tournament here is a top prize of $25,000 and we would love to bring that home. Could the team that we drafted here bring that home? Let us know your thoughts on Twitter. Of course, any longtime listeners to the show will know Sean does have a Twitter handle, but it is uh, inactive. It, it doesn't get posted on, I guess, is it we'll have to figure out, see if Sean can remember that password we're always joking about. Is this the year? Is 2022 the year? Maybe if we bring down this tournament, that will be the deciding factor in getting Sean back on Twitter. But Zach is on Twitter and very, very active. You can follow him on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. I'm on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Send those thoughts to us. But a fun draft. I'm I'm really excited to see how it plays out. Uh you know, see how those rookies do at the combine, see how those rookies do on the pro days and into the drafts. You know, how do they how do they fall? You know, where do they go? Do they go higher? Do they go lower than we expect? Do they get good landing spots? You know, do they fall into the perfect scenario? And what is the upside in terms of ADP when these are being drafted? Let's say in you know late July, August, and uh, we start to see these rookies climb and climb and climb. Are we getting a one or two round you know bonus here on these guys? Are we going to end up with a team with four second round picks? You know at, at this point, obviously we don't know that pre-draft, but that's going to be fun. That's part of the fun of this here is to try and see how those things work out. There is risk baked in, but uh, there's also a lot of upside. So. Let's hope we, we get that upside and we, we have a good run here in this tournament. As I mentioned at the start, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Road of His Best Ball podcast feed. We do appreciate it immensely. Maybe you're listening on one of the other podcast feeds to this show. We have posted it as a cross-promotion on the Road of His Overtime and main feeds also as we look to get the Best Ball podcast feed up and running. Brand new podcast feed, as I mentioned, just launched around the 20th of February, so very, very new, but those early subscribe and download numbers really help podcast feeds in the early days. So go over, hit that subscribe button, hit that download button on the episodes. That will help us a lot. Grab yourself a 10% discount of a Rotovis NFL pass. Use the code RVRADIO2022 at checkout up on rotovis.com. Get you access to all of the content, all of the tools up on the website. Set you up for success in your best ball drafting in 2022. Check out all the episodes that we'll be posting up on the best ball podcast feed. Some great content coming your way, including the evergreen episodes that we did last year in the series getting into roster construction, different builds, different tools to use on the website, and how to use them for success. We also have the Rotoviz YouTube channel. Head on over and click subscribe there. It sounds like I'm asking you to click subscribe in a lot of things. I promise uh, it is all for the support. It's free to click on subscribe and all these things, uh, and that will help us a lot as we look to grow Rotoviz Radio in 2022. 2021 was a massive success for us. I broke numerous records, and uh, we're looking to On that, we're not settling. We're going to go and push forward in 2022. But with all that said and done, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Over Tomorrow. My co-host is Sean Siegel. He's also the co-host of the his Overtime podcast with myself. He does the fantastic Stealing Bananas podcast with Ben Gretch as well. Check those out. You can check out all of Zach's work up on his as well. But Zach posts all his content up on ZK underscore FFB. Check out all the good stuff that he has coming your way. And uh, we'll be back with some more shows coming very shortly. Click that subscribe button. Get those shows once they come out. And until we're back with more podcasts, have a good one.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.